0: It's Thursday, 22 February. Welcome to the President's Daily Brief. I'm Mike Baker, your eyes and ears on the world stage. Let's get briefed. We'll kick things off in in Europe, where farmer protests continue to sweep across the continent as the sector rebels against cheap Ukrainian agricultural imports, as well as extreme environmental policies being dictated from the EU. Later, we'll look at reports that Iran has sent more than 400 ballistic missiles to Russia for their war in Ukraine, as well as the Israeli parliament's unified rejection of recent calls to create a Palestinian state. And finally, in today's back of the brief, a dual Russian-American citizen has reportedly been arrested in Russia on charges of treason for allegedly donating $51, that's five, one, $51 to Ukraine. But first up, the PDB Spotlight. Let's begin in Europe with our ongoing coverage of the farmer protests, which continue to rage as frustrations mount over a range of issues, including cheap agricultural imports from a war-torn Ukraine. Now the issue of cheap Ukrainian imports is at the top of the list of grievances for farmers in Poland. They sparked widespread anger within Ukraine on Tuesday when they formed a near-total blockade of all Ukrainian border crossings according to a report from the New York Times. An estimated 3,000 Ukrainian trucks were blocked at the border with some farmers going so far as to open train cars containing Ukrainian grain and letting it all spill out onto the railways. One Polish farmer was quoted as shouting, it's either us or them. As we've covered before on the PDB, Polish farmers and truckers began conducting intermittent blockades of their border with Ukraine in November of last year as economic frustrations began to bubble over. Tuesday's demonstration marked an escalation, however, prompting counter-protests in Ukraine and condemnations from leaders in Kyiv. Ole Nikolenko, a, a spokesman for the Ukrainian Foreign Ministry, said the protests, quote, undermine Ukraine's economy and its resilience to repel Russian aggression, end quote. Ukrainian President Zelensky called on Polish Prime Minister Donald Tusk and other ministers to meet with Ukrainian officials at the border to try to defuse tensions. Ukrainian officials alerted the European Commission to the spilling of their grain and said they expected the body to take comprehensive action. The Polish president addressed the situation Tuesday, saying his government is negotiating with the farmers and trade unions and that he hopes to reach a resolution soon. Officials in Warsaw and much of the Polish population have been staunch supporters of the Ukrainian cause, particularly given their own proximity to Russia. The economic strains caused by the EU's prioritization of Ukrainian exports, however, is becoming a key issue for much of the country's domestic industry, and is highlighting the simmering economic tensions that Putin's war in Ukraine have caused to reverberate across the European continent. Now it's worth briefly revisiting how we arrived at this point. At the outbreak of the war in Ukraine, the European Union suspended a system that had required all trucks crossing the border to have a permit, along with tariffs and quotas, on their goods entering Europe. The EU's intention was to ensure that the Ukrainian economy could still compete while under assault by the Russian military. Polish truckers, however, say the effects of this free flow of goods have greatly damaged their own ability to compete. Elsewhere in Europe, farmer protests also continued this week, with massive demonstrations hitting Spain and Greece. In Spain, hundreds of farmers traveled with their tractors to central Madrid on Wednesday as part of their biggest protest yet in the country, with many carrying signs that read, There is no life without farming, and also farmers in extinction. In Greece, an estimated 8,000 farmers with more than 130 tractors descended on Athens on Tuesday in the biggest agricultural protest to hit the country so far. And trust me, the traffic in Athens does not need any more disturbances. They organized outside the parliament building, demanding the government address high energy prices and production costs. The protests are a continuation of what we've seen from farmers throughout Europe over the past few weeks. While anger differs from country to country over specific domestic issues, the farmers are widely united in opposition to environmental proposals from EU bureaucrats in Brussels that threaten to devastate Europe's agricultural sector in the name of climate change, or global warming, or climate justice, or whatever the term is that we're using now. As the EU seeks to become carbon neutral by 2050, there is mounting resentment from a variety of industries over the policies being proposed to achieve this result. While the EU has recently made some concessions, farmers say they don't go far enough to address their concerns. Agricultural experts in Europe say they expect the social and economic unrest currently plaguing the continent to continue ahead of EU parliamentary elections in June. As we discussed last week on the PDB, these elections will likely determine the future of the EU's environmental agenda. All right, coming up after the break. Iran has reportedly sent more than 400 ballistic missiles to Russia for their war in Ukraine. Plus, Israel's parliament rejected international calls including from the US to establish a Palestinian state in the region during a recent session. I'll be right back. When looking at today's financial environment, it's clear that we're experiencing concerning economic shifts that could impact your retirement savings. We've got stubborn inflation, soaring interest rates, and astronomical debt that could drain their value. Now, the good news is that there is a time-tested way to protect your financial future, and that's gold and silver. American Hartford Gold can ship physical precious metals right to your door, or you can store your precious metals in a tax- and penalty-free gold IRA. American Hartford Gold can help shield your wealth from this economic turbulence. Analysts predict that gold is set to hit all-time highs. If you've got retirement funds that you can't afford to lose, now is the time to call American Hartford Gold. They'll show you how to protect your savings and retirement accounts by diversifying your portfolio with physical gold and silver with amazing customer service and a buyback commitment they pride themselves on top tier products great customer service and a commitment to customer satisfaction american hartford gold has earned a five-star rating from thousands of reviews and an a plus from the better business bureau use the promo code pdb and they'll give you up to five thousand dollars of free silver on your first order so call eight six six two nine two. or text PDB to 998899. Again, that's 866 or text PDB to 998899. Hey, Mike Baker here. Listen, just because something is quick and convenient doesn't mean it has to be low quality, right? It's true, and that includes for fashion. Now, you may be surprised to learn that I'm known for my keen fashion sense, and to that end, Let me introduce you to Indochino. Indochino makes fully custom suits, shirts, and outerwear for men and women with hand-selected high-quality fabrics, and you don't even have to leave the house to get it. Indochino suits are designed to fit you. Everything is made to your exact measurements and customizations, and there are endless customization options to get the exact look you want. From buttons and vents to pockets and lapels, high-quality fabric and wools, linen, and cotton in different colors and patterns. There's really something for everyone with Indochino. And get this, you can measure yourself at home in 10 minutes, or you could visit a showroom for the perfect fit. Then you wear your suit right out of the box. You get measured, you send off your measurements and your choices, the box arrives, you open it up, you put your suit on, and Bob's your uncle. And you can save your measurement profile to make future orders even faster. Build yourself a luxury wardrobe without the luxury price tag. Make quality convenient with Indochino. Go to Indochino.com and use code BAKER, B-A-K-E-R, to get 10% off any purchase of $399 or more. That's 10% off at Indochino.com with code BAKER. Welcome back. As we've been reporting here on the PDB, Iran has been critical to Russia's ability to sustain its war efforts in Ukraine. Since the conflict's earliest days, Iran has been supplying the Russian armed forces with much needed munitions, including one-way drones and artillery shells. Well, it looks like Moscow is once again turning to its friends in Tehran to fill a critical gap in its arsenal. According to a report from Reuters, Iran is now arming Russia with a large number of powerful surface-to-surface ballistic missiles. Now, for those of you who are not rocket scientists, surface-to-surface missiles, of course, are launched from ground-based platforms to strike at land-based targets. The report claims that Iran is providing around 400 missiles, capable of striking targets at between 186 and 435 miles. The shipment of missiles began in early January and was part of a deal that was inked between the two nations late last year. As of right now, there have been four shipments of the weapons, with more expected in the coming weeks. One Iranian official told Reuters, quote, There is no reason to hide it. We are allowed to export weapons to any country that we wish to. Hmm, so there, take that. Russia has a huge appetite for these ballistic missiles because they've been central to their efforts to sap Ukraine's will to fight. This particular type of close-range missile is used to target Ukraine's civilian and critical infrastructure. According to estimates, Russia has launched over 10,000 missiles and drones at various targets around Ukraine. Now, as we've been reporting, Russia has also been acquiring ballistic missiles from North Korea, but apparently, that hasn't been working out as well. According to reports from Ukrainian officials, the missiles Moscow sourced from Pyongyang are not as reliable as Russia had likely hoped. Yeah, you hope that the missiles you buy are going to be accurate. In recent weeks, Russia was only able to hit two targets targets—two targets after firing 24 North Korean missiles. Now, my math may be a little bit rusty, but I believe that that is a success rate of only around 8%. Although as they say in North Korean missile advertisements, 8% of the time, They're successful 100% of the time. It's it's, It's a good marketing pitch. The Russian resupply comes at a precarious time for Ukraine, which is running low on air defense interceptors to defend its cities against missile attacks. Without more resources from Western nations, including, of course, the US, that shortfall in missile defense capabilities is likely to have an increasingly negative impact on Ukraine's ability to defend its civilian population and critical infrastructure. All right, turning now to the Middle East. Despite numerous divisions that have surfaced within the Israeli government over the past four months, there is consensus on a critical issue the potential establishment of a Palestinian state. On Wednesday, the Knesset, Israel's parliament, voted 99 to 120 to formally reject the unilateral creation of a Palestinian state, declaring, quote, such recognition in the wake of the October 7th massacre would be a massive and unprecedented reward to terrorism and would prevent any future peace settlement, end quote. Now, this vote is largely symbolic, but the overwhelming support even among Israel's opposition parties sends a big message to the international community. That includes some folks in the White House who see the establishment of a Palestinian state as the solution to many of the region's current problems. Needless to say, it's a major victory for Israeli Prime Minister Netanyahu for whom a Palestinian state, at least at this point in time, remains a non-starter. Reacting to the vote, Netanyahu said, The Knesset came together in an overwhelming majority against the attempt to impose on us the establishment of a Palestinian state, which would not only fail to bring peace, but would endanger the state of Israel. While the vote is a rebuke of the international pressure campaign for the two-state solution, it's worth noting that the resolution passed by the Knesset doesn't explicitly rule out the possibility of a Palestinian state at some point in the future. The resolution reads, Israel utterly rejects international dictates regarding a permanent settlement with the Palestinians. A settlement, if it is to be reached, and that's the important part there, will come about solely through direct negotiations between the parties without preconditions. In short, they're saying Israel will not allow a Palestinian state to be imposed by outside forces, any future state would have to be negotiated by Israel and the Palestinians directly. This is a nod to Israel's long-standing insistence on their absolute right to self-determination. Coming up in today's Back of the Brief, we'll discuss the case of a dual Russian-American citizen who has reportedly been arrested in Russia on charges of treason for allegedly donating $51
1: to Ukraine. I'll be right back. Don't wait. Get in touch with America First Tax Group today by calling 800-431-5684. That's 800-431-5684. Or visit AmericaFirstTaxGroup.com slash Tucker. Again, 800-431-5684 or AmericaFirstTaxGroup.com slash Tucker. Picture this. You're driving on the open road taking in the beautiful views this country offers. Then out of nowhere, you hear a noise and your car breaks down. While still frustrating, you feel protected because you have a plan through CarShield. CarShield has helped millions of drivers from having to pay backbreaking car repair costs. All you have to do is call before a breakdown. Plans can pay for expensive repairs on your out-of-warranty car, truck, or SUV. All for CarShield's low monthly rate that never goes up as long as you cover your car. With a plan through CarShield, you get protection on over 5,000 major parts and systems with just a visit to carshield.com Carlson. I'm talking big money items like your transmission, engine, electronics, and so much more. CarShield is here to keep you moving forward and make car breakdowns and the repairs that follow just a tiny bump in the road. Go to carshield.com slash Carlson. Protect yourself from the unprecedented rise in costs for parts and repairs. Visit now to save 20%. carshield.com slash Carlson. That's carshield.com slash Carlson. In today's Back
0: of the Brief... The Putin regime has again sparked international outrage, I mean, after all, it's kind of their signature move, as reports emerged that a dual Russian-American citizen has been arrested in Russia on charges of treason for allegedly donating $51 to a Ukrainian charity. Russia's FSB claimed a woman, 33-year-old Xenia Karolina, was, quote, providing financial assistance to a foreign state in activities directed against Russian security. Yes, she donated 51 bucks. That's going to bring down Russian security. They also accused her of engaging in, quote, public actions to support the Kiev regime, and said their investigation is ongoing. That's according to a CNN report. Carolina, a former ballerina who resides in Los Angeles, reportedly traveled to Russia to visit her 90-year-old grandmother, parents, and younger sister on January 2nd. U.S. officials say they subsequently learned about her arrest, on February 8th. So, what was her purported crime? Well, her U.S. employer, a spa in Beverly Hills, California, said in a statement that her arrest was triggered by a $51.80, oh, it's probably the 80 cents that really got the Russians, $51.80 donation to a U.S.-based Ukrainian charity. Officials for the U.S. State Department said that while they are aware of the situation, Russia has not granted them any access to Carolina. State Department spokesperson Matthew Miller said, quote, Russia does not recognize dual citizenship, considers them to be Russian citizens first and foremost, and so oftentimes, we have a very difficult time getting consular assistance, but we will pursue it in all matters where a U.S. citizen is detained, end quote. Her hearing in Russia has reportedly been postponed until February 29th. Now, Razom for Ukraine, the group that she donated to, said that they were, quote, appalled by her arrest and slammed the Putin regime for their repressive tactics. They urge the U.S. government to do everything in their power to see her released. And here, I'd be remiss if I didn't also mention the ongoing detention of Wall Street Journal reporter Evan Gershkovich and also Paul Whelan. Whelan, a corporate security executive, has been held since 2018 and is currently dealing with a 16-year sentence for espionage, the same charge that was leveled by the Russians against Gershkovich, who was detained back in March of 2023. Now, both are being held without any evidence being presented, which is basically standard practice for Putin's government and and court system, if you can call it a court system. Both are being held on trumped-up charges, and likely, they're being viewed by the Putin regime as leverage or trade bait. And that, my friends, is the President's Daily Brief for Thursday, 22 February. If you have any questions or comments, please reach out to me at pdb at thefirsttv.com. I'm Mike Baker, and I'll be back later today with the PDB Afternoon Bulletin. Until then, stay informed, stay safe, stay cool.